Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Community Guidelines, your home for candid talk about natural medicine, uh, informed consent, and medical freedom. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford, trying something a little bit new today. I'm going to be flying solo here and recording a short uh, video episode talking about a, uh, a research article that I recently came across that I thought was too important to, to ignore and to let go. Uh, this has to do with depression, uh, something that has been kind of plaguing our, our country and our world for decades. More and more people getting diagnosed with depression. More and more people are taking antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications. Um, and so this research paper kind of flies in the face of everything that we've been taught about depression and how to handle it medically uh, for the past 40 years or so. Um, so let's get into it. So this paper is what's called a systematic umbrella, umbrella review. What is an umbrella review? It's basically a review of the reviews. And so researchers here took, um, well, they started out with over 300 studies, uh, narrowed it down to about 17 studies, including a huge uh, genetic study with a very large population uh, or very large sample size. They also reviewed uh, meta reviews and, and things like that. So an umbrella review is considered kind of one of the best sources of evidence or one of the best levels of evidence, uh, the conclusions of an umbrella review, because it's taking into account so many other studies that have gone before, um, consolidating it down and, and trying to identify really what's going on. So the umbrella review, it's published in Nature. Uh, the title, if you want to look it up, and I'll put it in the show notes here, The Serotonin Theory of Depression, a Systematic Umbrella Review of the Evidence. So serotonin, Serotonin is a neurotransmitter. Um, serotonin produces feelings of contentment, happiness. Um, and the theory, the running theory for decades has been that low levels of serotonin are the cause of depression, um, at least one of the major causes of depression. And, and I emphasize the word theory because it's a theory. It's a hypothesis that has not been proven. Uh, that's been kind of the go-to message and, and what we've heard over the years, but it's, it's still a theory. And the research that's coming out now is calling into question whether or not that theory stands. So what did they look at in the study? The study looked at six different uh, markers when it uh, poured through the, the research. First off, uh, serotonin concentration. So whether or not lower levels of serotonin and its major metabolite, something called 5-HIAA, so a metabolite or a breakdown product of serotonin, looked at concentration, whether or not if somebody has more serotonin in their system, does that correlate with depression? If they have less serotonin in the system, does that correlate with depression? This is kind of the bread and butter of, of the pharmaceutical approach to depression is low serotonin. So we're going to give you something called an SSRI or serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So it's a drug that is preventing serotonin from being reabsorbed back into the neuron. Theory is if we keep more serotonin in between those nerve cells, then patient's going to feel better, less depression. So that, that's the first marker that, that these researchers looked at. Does the concentration of serotonin in the system, does it matter? Does it correlate with less depression? 
Uh, the next thing they looked at was receptors. So anytime you have a, a molecule that's sending a signal elsewhere in the body, it's got to attach somewhere. It has to attach to a receptor. Um, so you have receptors for insulin, you have receptors for um, serotonin, you have receptors for dopamine, you have receptors for all kinds of things in the body. And these live kind of on the border of that of your cells in your body. So it's like a, to use an analogy, it's like a, a keyhole for a key. And the, recept, uh, the signaling molecule is the key. The receptor is the keyhole and it fits, it attaches, it causes other th things to happen. Um, so that's the next thing that they looked at, receptors, whether or not serotonin receptor levels are altered in those with depression. Uh, the third thing that they looked at was something called serotonin transport. So there's a, a molecule called the serotonin transporter, and this is what will take serotonin out of the synapse. The synapse is that little space in between uh, neurons or brain cells, nervous system cells. So you've got that synapse and that's where serotonin lives and serotonin is released from the presynaptic cleft or the pre, the, you know, the, the neuron on one side travels across the synapse and then attaches to the next. So you have these transporter proteins that will take serotonin and bring it out of the synapse. The theory being that if somebody <clears throat> if somebody has high levels of this serotonin transporter, then there would be less serotonin in the synapse because it's it's transporting it, it's pulling it out. So that's the third thing they looked at. The fourth thing they looked at was uh, something called depletion studies. So serotonin, the step before making serotonin is something called tryptophan. So there's studies out there that will evaluate levels of tryptophan in a patient. Um, and if you don't have enough tryptophan, not in theory is you're not going to be making enough serotonin. And so low levels of tryptophan can translate into lower serotonin levels, depression. The fifth thing they looked at was the uh, serotonin transporter gene. So some of these genetic studies that were included in the umbrella review, whether or not levels of the gene to be able to create the serotonin transporter, if that has an effect on depression, you know, if somebody has less kind of uh, production or activity of that serotonin transporter gene, will they develop depression? The last thing that they looked at, sixth marker, um, was that CERT gene or that serotonin transporter gene expression and levels of stress. Um, so is there an interaction between stress levels in the patient and how much expression that gene, that serotonin transporter gene makes? To make a long story short, what they found was virtually no connection between <clears throat> all of these serotonin markers, all of these serotonin studies, and depression, which like I said, flies in the face of anything that has been put out there for the last 30 years. You know, we've got Zoloft, we've got Paxil, we've got, uh, we've got countless different antidepressant medications, all addressing this serotonin theory that if we can give you more serotonin or preserve more serotonin in circulation in those synaptic clefts, then, then the patient's not going to have depression as much. 
what a lot of people don't know is that most most studies have a really kind of profound uh, placebo effect when we're talking about SSRIs and and you know comparing sometimes up to like thirty percent thirty percent of of participants report feeling better and they're the ones that got the placebo um, so. Just to wrap this up, like I said, I wanted to make a short video here. I want to read the, the final statement here from the study because <laughs> it, it just sums it right up. All right, so the final paragraph here of the study. This review suggests that the huge research effort based on the serotonin hypothesis has not produced convincing evidence of a biochemical basis to depression. This is consistent with research on many other biological markers. We suggest it is time to acknowledge that the serotonin theory of depression is not empirically substantiated. So a lot of fancy words in there. Basically what they say is we gotta come up with a different model. We gotta come up with a different theory. The, the evidence doesn't play out. It doesn't support that low levels of serotonin, however you slice it, you know, whether you're make, not making enough whether there's not enough in the system, whether your genetic expression of being able to make uh, serotonin, none of it adds up. And so we got to come up with a different model. Um, so pharmaceutical industry, you are on notice. <laughs> you uh, you got to come up with a, a different theory here. Um, all right, that's it. I uh, just wanted to share that with you today. Uh, might be making some more of these short form kind of video format uh, podcast episodes. But in the meantime, check out our other stuff. Uh, we've got a, an episode coming out with um, a gentleman by the name of Jim Commerce, uh, patient advocate. Uh, he, uh, We just sat down earlier this afternoon and recorded that with him and his wife. And you don't want to miss that one. That one was really good. So I'm Dr. Bradford. We'll catch you next time.